you know when you've traveled for ages like you've um say you've done a 24-hour flight back from london you've had delays you've ended up having a route through dubai then you've ended up in sydney and you finally got to auckland then you get in your car and you drive home and you walk through the door and you put your bags down and that breath that you have that <sighs> i've arrived if you try and bring that breath to every breath that you have that you've arrived this is the exact moment you need to be in. I've been trying to practice that wow. through my meditations and through even when you're doing the dishes, just, ah, I've arrived here. Mm. Just doing that. And actually, consciously doing that breath, your body just throws everything away. And that thing of you've arrived. You have arrived at this moment. Hey friends, just a short little intro to today's podcast featuring Di Henwood. Uh, How cool is this? That in the time where we have the, the right amount of fear, you know, the right amount of panic and anxiety, this other part of us is emerging, this more human side, the side that laid lays dormant normally or lays suppressed you know it is emerging out of this out of this fear out of this darkness and this ultimate meaning is beginning to creep in you know you will listen and see die unlike you normally see die uh he's kind of our our i don't know like our go-to guy for tv and you know relatable and he connects and but, but that's one level. What I love about this new digital future is that we can go deeper than that. We can, we can look to seek for more. And if, if there's one thing I'm kind of sure about, it's that we are adaptable and we will survive. And I mean, I don't just mean that in a trivial way. What this lockdown is showing us is that you can say no contact and it's for your survival and what do we do the internet comes alive it becomes our portal for connection and good things come out of it so this is the tension we're all in and in an upcoming episode with dr paul wood psychologist we talk about that tension the guilt and how to deal with how to deal with this idea of feeling good when there's a bad situation I mean, Di and I talk about it too. And yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. So look, I'm my ultimate rambler on this podcast. And that's arguably the reason to have a podcast. But let's get into the conversation with Di Henwood. Di, thank you so much, bro, for taking time to um, to join us and to talk honestly and openly and, 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 and being vulnerable and just living in today and sharing your thoughts about tomorrow die where do people start in this new world you know it's like we it's like everything up to what day one or you said you've already been in lockdown for three days we had these these kind of systems and these rules and most just seem irrelevant now eh bro yeah i mean i um i've been lucky enough i i live pretty um 
random life, which is how <laughs> I sort of like it. <laughs> um, in terms of the fact that um, I, I like to have a lot of time off with my family, and then it's sort of when I work, I work hard out. Um, like we should do intensive tours and, yeah. and filming and that. But yeah, as of when was it? I think it was about ten days ago. The calendar started to empty, and um, then as of as of today, every single piece of work's um, been pulled. Um, so it's interesting. Mm. Um, I I think we don't know because we don't know what the new world's going to look like. I mean, we're sort of almost, it's almost like we're going back into the womb for a bit. <laughs> and we're all going to be rebirthed um, sort of sometime between the next four and ten weeks when the, um, when the lockdown finishes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've found, because I've been, you know, podcasting and this kind of digital connection is really starting to ramp. You can see everyone starting to connect and, and, and it was interesting because because we are talking very metaphorical now you know i'm hearing people relating to you know we talked about uh well people are talking about mindfulness but the, this idea that things have a push and pull you know like we've talked before about the kind of the yin yang and and this is also what we're re-triggering in us is actually when you strip it all back like the meat sections are empty people want water i mean toilet paper went crazy for a second but we're starting to like go back into okay well what does it take to survive weirdly um it's a good time to be into plant-based man there's yeah. plenty of plant-based burger options yeah but um no i know what you mean um to be honest i was a bit uh, i was a bit surprised and i sort of had my plan i got my local butcher that i really like and um and they've shut down mm. um which was, was a bit of a shame we've done a bit of a stock up um it's actually finally time to go go empty the freezer, which will be um, which will be a good thing. But I um I'm pretty bullish about it all. I think um that um sadly looking coming out of um we've got to look at other countries that have done lockdowns and coming out mm-hmm. of China. I know their um their domestic abuse rates went up quite a lot. Um, I think coming out of lockdown, there's going to be a lot of positives, but probably a few negatives. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you, you'll find out how long you can... People who are, I suppose, within troublesome relationships or yeah. people that were using Band-Aid, um, Band-Aids to sort of put over mm. rather than going deep in the issues. And, I mean, you know, everyone needs time by themselves and that becomes a bit harder to get, when, yeah. when, especially if you've... Um, if you if you've got quite a big whānau rocking around the house, well, that's one of the tensions I've been working through because I, you know, and and I don't know really what the statistics are on most things, but it feels like you know at the moment, uh, myself and my family we have shelter, we have some nice food, we have an internet connection, so I can do things like this. I happen to have a job where it can be done remotely. So, but but what is haunting my mind is that I'm I'm assuming that and maybe rightly so or not but I'm creating this narrative for myself that there's a bit of guilt because you know there's people who leaving the house is awesome because the home environment sucks you know and and there's people who uh, maybe don't have a spare room to set up for podcasting and all these things so this is bringing in other interesting things into my mind meaning when I think to myself it's cool that I finally get to sit down and connect with people like you this is a positive for me but then it quickly gets overtaken by well don't get 
too excited about that and it's just hard to balance it because normally we're quite separate in our worlds you know and you live in your own algorithm if you like yeah completely and it's um uh, i think in this time which it's very easy and um i i hope and um, from what I've seen, it, it looks very positive in terms of people still working together as a community whilst being isolated. Mm. But you don't want to you don't want it to become a bit of a me situation. And gotcha. when I say me, I mean our bubble, mm. where where it's like going everyone's losing jobs, losing mm. money. Like um, as I said, I've lost a lot of jobs, but I'm still lucky. Um, I'm still looking forward for the next four months. I have a financial plan that can we can have food you yeah. know we can we can pay the mortgage and so forth whereas i i'm going oh sh- shivers this is actually real hard but then going there's there's i'm still in quite a high percentage of of yep. people who have it have it well yep. yeah I, i'm struggling minimally mm. and um i actually um i was talking to someone um it was actually earlier in the year um my mum got a distinguished alumni award at um Victoria University and there were sort of five people that, that got them and one guy was giving a speech and um, he said for things to change the rich they're going to have to hurt <laughs> like change hurts and um, it's not going to be might not be too harsh but it's got to hurt you've got to yeah. have something taken away and um, then it got me thinking now when this has happened it's sort of humans like to think they can dictate things, humans like to think we can get away with climate change, with uh, overpopulation, with mm. the way we're farming, all that sort of carry on. Yeah. But sometimes the earth pulls the pin and the, the earth's thrown a curveball here mm. with a, a virus. Mm. And um, uh, unfortunately, there's, there's still a lot of fake news coming out about climate stuff, like with the um, dolphins and Venus right. and all this sort of things. Like, I, I think I've been sent so many memes and things that people need to have a quick google to just check sources because unfortunately every side of things is um is is spinning it but the world has chosen that we weren't going on the right path that's what i believe not and i'm not saying a specific higher power or anything like Mm. that the world writes itself Mm. um i've always been a firm believer that humans can't destroy the world we can destroy us yep and the earth will be here and regenerate. And yeah, it's it's I'm getting pretty excited about it at <laughs> yeah. the same time. But also when we come out I mean, going out how how crazy is it when your excitement comes from being able to go to the supermarket or go for a run? I've been working out with my kids, which has <laughs> yeah. been awesome. Yeah. Um I mean uh, the scariest thing I've gotta say, and I think um this is something that I'm I'm hoping it's just been over the first few days, is I really, I'd made quite an effort to um, try and step back from my phone, from technology, and actually try and live in the moment a bit more. But since this has been happening, it's become the lifeline. I've been binging a bit too much on Mm. news. I've been um, fear-mongering myself. Mm. When actually today I realised maybe I should just turn it off for a couple of days because we've been told the cases are going to go up. There's no, there's not going to be a big change. We know what trajectory we're on. You're not going to suddenly open open the news tomorrow and find out it's gone. 
So I think maybe this is the time to put everything down and just try and be a bit more present. Yeah, bro. And, you know, I've been thinking a bunch about, you know, all the things you've been saying. And and it's like it's like we now have a reason to kind of start looking a bit deeper into things that we just take for granted. Things like we all wear different hats. Like these are metaphorical things. You know, you have your dad hat and your professional hat. But even things come alive in different situations like I've been watching telly and isn't it cool to see the soul straight back into the news you know like I think Lance Burdett was telling me the other day he's like where's all the other bad news and it's just what we choose to what's important you know I had this um, metaphor that I think we all kind of carry around it's a um, one of a, a person kind of fighting a dragon and this massive sword and if you've been told you're the dragon slayer that's what you do you slay dragons but sometimes there's no dragon but you've got to be told to stop slaying and if you don't you just kind of carry on and you build and you're just the person swinging a sword around and sometimes I think because this nine to five because whatever share markets and stuff like that and social media algorithm we just never got a chance to stop and we finally all do and um, I think that's one of the most interesting things I'll be I'll be really keen to see if we change or if we're so stubborn as humans that we just like yeah we're pause it's like like my dad said it's kind of like Christmas again and I'm like yeah but the potential to wipe us you know a decent amount of us out and and have major effects in other areas so so you just really all we've got is to talk through this eh? because it just sits in your mind and you're right screen time's gone up but even that is a slightly different hat no one's whinging about screen time now because it is our lifeline and maybe those things just need to be articulated that hey man in serious times be glued to your phone but in peace times maybe don't on the screen time thing like um two things just to finish off Mm. on that other Mm. one um i was i was really worried that um humans i feel we were putting ourselves into pigeonholes way too much and we've gotten to this bizarre point of um hypersensitive partisan politics and stuff where Mm. everyone was this is where this is the the pigeonhole i'm in i'm on i'm on the left and i'm on the right and because you're over there i don't talk to you i hate every idea you have i hate every idea you have russia's trying to hop into america's elections all this with there's all the stuff that was happening on a real micro level mm. and little microaggressions on twitter and everyone winding each other up and then this has actually reset this a bit you know and this is actually it means they're going hey to be honest we're all actually humans pushing in the same direction Mm. sure you have a different view on how the economy should work over here and you have this but at the end of the day there ain't no economy (laughs) unless we sort this out exactly so hopefully this unites people a bit more and um like i've always been someone who loves listening to other people's ideas i want to listen to someone who uh, i'll openly say i'm i'm more of a left-wing sort of left-leaning person Mm. but i'll I'll listen to the hard right because i want to hear that opinion because that makes me think about my opinion and mm. makes me consolidate my opinion and consolidate my argument and I don't think argument is a negative word I think that people end up getting into just throwing insults rather than actually mm. arguing about an idea but mm. hopefully that gets us out of our pigeonholes out of our buckets and throws us all together and, and unites us 
against one. And then on the screen time thing, I think um, people stress a bit too much about screen time. I know I do, and it, it puts overdue stress on me. And then when it's like, actually, my son's playing some Minecraft. That's a positive. You know, like I look at something like Minecraft as you're creating, you're learning spatial awareness, you're doing stuff. I think that all screen time's not created equal. Mm. Sure, you need to step away from it, but I think that sometimes people just freak out that they see someone using a screen and step away. I think when you can balance it up as much as possible, like I try and do a workout with my kids each day in the morning, then we go for a bike ride in the afternoon, there's enough creative stuff, card games. Mm. But we all need a bit of, you know, sometimes after lunch, just sit down, man. <laughs> Watch something on the TV. I need to read a book, you know. You don't want to create overdue stress. Yeah, yeah. If if your kids are having a little bit more screen time or sometimes a lot more screen time, mm. um, I've actually found using that screen time app that's on um, iPads and there's a version on Android as well. Um it's quite awesome because you've got to look at things a bit more holistically rather than today we binged, this is what we do all the time. I went, oh, shivers today. My son spent a lot of time on it. But then when I looked at the week view, it was like, huh, it's actually less than the week before. Right. So, well, true. You know, it's a bit like um, I, I'm – sober now but sort of on the long road to getting sober the year before I gave up I was trying to look at it more holistically rather than if I did two months sober then I had a drink it was floodgates on you know and then I just kept drinking it was like actually just go back to not drinking then I've just had four beers in two months Mm. four beers in three months Mm. and trying to rather than beat yourself up look at something a bit bigger and um a thing um, I train train with Monty Beetham, and he he's always got a saying that um, that sticks with me for you know if you smash McDonald's or something that um, if you've got if you've got a hole a puncture in one of your tires, you don't get the knife out and slash the other through. You know, <laughs> like, like it's okay, it's okay if you have a blowout, but just don't mean then throw the whole week away that's just one meal I've been trying to look at things more holistically whether it be with screen time whether it be with food whether it be with whatever and also just chill out yeah because that's the that's the problem with being online too much is I'm reading I like subscribe to medium and I'm (laughs) so deep into reading about mindfulness and Buddhism and things that's stressing me out (laughs) which is the opposite because there's always another argument another um, article to read that has another argument for why you should do something this way or why you should do something this way so sometimes you just gotta let it flow My first instinct was to, uh, so I've had people on the podcast before, like I mentioned Lance before, you know, crisis negotiator. They're the ones you go to with the terrorism. And then yesterday I had a former SAS guy and your third, you know, because I thought to myself, well, I can't just go down this deep hole of ultra serious. But those two dudes before we're having our chat, they both kind of flipped everything I had in my head upside down. So they said, I'm most worried about not seeing anyone smile at the moment. Um, the fellow from the SAS, Vitali, he said, you know, we're not, we're, we need to find ways to also keep laughing. And I was like, I thought this would be my chat with you. 
you know, I wanted them to be like, no, no, you got to like, you know, tactical and you know, break in and, you know, but it wasn't like that. They were, they were almost, um, they've almost kind of seen so much stuff that they value kind of laughter and smiling more, which made me think about how you're processing this whole thing. And, you know, comedians or people um, who have public profiles, when is the correct time to, you know, to also be jumping back in somehow to say, uh, it's not that I just write funny stuff and you laugh. It's actually a human thing, you know, like we all need to eat, we all need to drink, but we also need to have a giggle. And it's like we're waiting for someone saying it's okay to have a giggle. You know, I think people are having a laugh. At, mm. the, at the moment, I, it's it's the actual virus itself, probably not something, you know, <laughs> that has a lot of funny side to yeah. because... Um, when you look at tragedies coming out of um, Italy and and what what is going to happen, mm. I, I think in America and so forth. But the joy of this is, to be honest, it doesn't help me very much because I've sort of been put out of a job. But but if you look if you look how many people on Instagram on Twitter are just posting funny videos yeah. of just doing stuff with their family, just goofing off, you know. How many – it makes me so happy to go for a bike ride and just see people drawing chalk um, hopscotches mm. on the pavement and mucking around like that. It takes me back to the fact I'm a Gen Xer from well, – I'm, I'm actually this weird borderline. I was born in 78, which is sort of the cutoff year for right. Gen X. Yep. But check out the beard. I'm way too <laughs> old to be a millennial. Um, but so – it, ta- it does take me back to a time where, um, and I was reflecting on this yesterday actually, of going, imagine if this happened in the 80s, it would be sit down at 6 pm to find out what happened exactly. for the day yep. rather than at lunchtime. Oh, did you see that? Mm. New, new figures out. New, um, and it's bringing back a bit of an element yep. of that for me. Yeah. You okay. know, and I've. Um, I, this this is why I have this happiness and excitement, which I don't know where it's coming from. And it's so weird. My family lived through, especially my dad, but they were in Swansea during World War Two, where Swansea was bombed completely. Mm-hmm. It was one of the worst hit in the whole of Britain. That was, World War Two was maybe the closest, the Globes come to a global freak out. Um, but that was under circumstances where death's indiscriminate, where it's the plane flies over your house, the bomb drops, the wind blows, it, it hits you. What we're under at the moment in New Zealand, fingers crossed, is a very contained situation. So a lot of people aren't immediately affected by this. So you are literally spending time with your whanau just hanging out. You're learning the good and the bad and you're learning how to interact together really closely where mm. you can't mask it with going to the beach you can't mask it with going to the playground you can't mask it by going to the toy shop or buying some more lego online or whatever or mcdonald's so like, drive through you know yeah it's exactly. taking what you have and just Using it, yeah, and, and it, yeah, better yeah. With I must say, my kids have my kids have been better behaved over the last four days than mm. previous. My son's um, he's he's 
an amazing yet intense individual and um and we're we're all sort of mucking in and him and his sister um he's seven and she's three and a half so she's not quite old enough to play sort of properly with him but they're really they're really starting to bond more Mm. um yeah i i think we could come out of this as long as obviously the economy doesn't get too destroyed because people need their livelihoods there there has to be a shake-up and um and yeah we could come out of this with a bit more empathy and um a lot more mindfulness without people even knowing they were being mindful and that would be a win if you didn't have to put a buzzword behind it right where where mindfulness didn't mean whatever it means to everyone else because you know i guess that's the thing in today's world Every word means it's slightly different to everyone else, doesn't it? And it doesn't actually matter yeah. what it means. It's what it means to you. But what's kind of weird and cool is is you can't really misinterpret death, you know? And so it just means not living or it means they were here, now they're not. And I guess you can talk about what happens after that. But it's quite a good thing for most people to get their head around. Oh, that's why we're home and when you talk about all of these services that aren't there now like the Maccas you don't even hear people who are in the time the golden age for whinging or complaining or getting triggered no one's rolling around saying uh, like disagreeing with essential services because it's almost like that bit in us is awoken that what is essential you know and it definitely is not most things it seems yeah. to be that people are up for a chat, people are up to have a play. And you mentioned the kids kind of, you know, being well behaved. I've been looking at myself and it's actually taken me time to be better behaved because I've still been carrying, you know, the work mentality. Right, we've got a routine, uh, check your emails, clear your inbox. And kind of, you know, this is day two of lockdown, but we took the kids out of school last week and I stayed home and we started probably like you about four or five days ago and i just find over the over the time it's like oh i don't have to be this grizzly monster and i think we've spoken on other podcasts that you know as an adult as a parent someone who probably makes themselves busy but society rewards you for your busyness weirdly uh you fight most of the time to bring a good version of yourself home as well you know it's quite easy to be awesome now because we're on show a little bit together and we're kind of alive and we're talking but when everyone's seeing you you know in the morning and you're grumpy and you have your coffee that's actually where you want to be as awesome as you are for others and now we kind of have that reason too which is which is kind of cool oh completely and um i hope that at the end of this people realize that they actually want to spend more time with their families mm. that they might come out of this wanting to spend more time with their families mm. hopefully it does this kicks off the proper work from home revolution yeah, the proper revolution that 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 it is about what work you do not how long you do it for mm. i know a lot of people who work hard are not smarter you know that thing of going coming from coming from a creative side of things i you can't sit down and force out a 15 minute comedy set onto paper mm. so for me things will ruminate i'll just do my life then bang i'll sit down and i'll go 
wow, I've written a set in 50 minutes, two hours. But it hasn't been two hours. It's been just ruminating around there. And something um, something I've been, my sort of interest that's, that's come up um, is intuition is something I'm um, starting a bit of a, a deep dive into. Um, I'm, I'm reading a book. It's a... Um, it's a non-fiction book. It's um, called The Oracle by Douglas E. Richards. He's a guy who writes um, science fiction books, but he's like quite an academic. So it's one of those ones where a lot, a lot of the base information in it is actual, actually factual as mm. to how things. And it's um, it's about someone who has intuition and has harnessed intuition that gut feeling you get um, sort of start she came home as a kid and she knew there was an intruder in the house and her parents didn't believe her and they went in and they were killed and her sort of figuring out how she could how she knew that and then it got me reading and studying about it and I mean I actually rely on intuition so much especially as a creative and as a comic because when I'm on stage I'll get the feeling of they're a good person to talk to Hmm. I don't know why but because you're on stage and you can't double think anything, you just go for it. I think that line's pretty full on, but I should say it. And I just trust the fact that I'll, I might say something offensive, but I will back that 100%. Because mm. I'm all about um, taking the piss but not being mean, if yeah. you know what I mean. And um, so then I thought maybe I just need to live a bit more intuitively rather than like you were saying, where you get into that grind of delivering what's expected of you, I'm expected to go and sort of work and reply to this email exactly mm. and um, sort of give this, because I'm, I'm very guilty of um, uh, a people, I'm a people pleaser, um, um, which benefits me in my job, but then also it, it, it doesn't, it puts a lot of stress on me that um, I've sort of talked with, talked with therapists about in the past and um, and maybe I just need to try and listen to your body mm. as we live especially in the west we live up here so much mm. we live from the ears up yeah, we bro. don't listen to our body and your gut has just as many um, like neuron connections as your brain if not more I think it is I don't mm. know the exact science on it but that's why you get the butterflies in mm. your gut is your gut can trigger you. So it's like your intuition's there. It just can't communicate to you properly. So you've really got to listen to it. Because, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I'll do that, you know, or maybe you should walk up that path <laughs> or do that. And rather than, okay, I've got the routine, I'm taking my son for a bike ride at this time, then we're going to do the study ladder that we've been assigned from school. But, you know, it's like, actually... I've got nothing to do for six weeks, four weeks. <laughs> exactly. Um, we can do study ladder in two hours, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've been trying to kind of put that into context because it sounds awesome when you say just kind of like not live by the seat of your pants, but just trust yourself a bit more. And and I wonder why we don't. And then I thought about it like if you're a corporate, you're really looking for certainty. So they trade in a lot, you know, they trade in a person because they're, they're, they become an idea, you know, and then they have brand guidelines and all these things that shield them from the uncertain, I guess. And it's funny because 
the bit that clicked for me and apologies for regular viewers and listeners but I think we like things like Indiana Jones because you remember the scene where he goes in and he misses the arrows and he does the sandbag and he rolls out and the thing rolls after him and he almost falls in the hole. There's like, it says to us there's 25 different things, reasons why he wouldn't have made it and he had to trust himself each time. But the key thing for me is actually most of us would have been flattened or shot or taken over so there was actually huge risk in trusting his himself and that's probably why it means so much when it works because the chances of you trusting yourself and bombing maybe like on stage are so bad and feel so stink that uh, when it doesn't happen you get a win out of that so it probably feels like it's certain but it's living in that uncertain and it's tough to get over. I mean, I'm married a German and Germans are all about certainty. Like in Germany, there's a thing called Beamter, which if you work for like a government agency and Beamter means you got a job for life, you're sorted. And I was thinking about it like they think that's rock and roll. But then I have a friend who's a pilot and he said the German, um, the German government's chartering hundreds of flights around the world to get Germans home because there's so many Germans everywhere so they're beamta they're certain but it must be boring so they cruise all around the world to fill their juices back up and this is the this is the tension we have you know because we also bring up the western world versus these eastern ways of living and we're very critical as we should but this is what I love about the moment that we're in is it wipes all of that and it just says you gotta trust you because if you're no fun to hang around at home, if you're a dick, basically, then stand by because people are either going to run away or you're going to end this four weeks if it is only four weeks. And everyone might just say, we don't like you, <laughs> you know, we don't like the person you are because you showed us the whole lot. When are you waiting to be a better person? Mm. You know, when are you now? This is all, this is literally, which, which is the good thing about this. This is all we have yeah. right now. These moments yeah. are all we have. Mm. And um, I've been trying to, I've been, um, there's a famous uh, Buddhist monk called Thich Nhat Hanh who um, he, he, he has a plum school, plum tree school in Vietnam. Um, and um, they've, they've just released um, sort of a, a a teaching course like i'm not I, i'm not a buddhist although i'd probably lean that way i've always studied buddhism and i've been releasing a lot of talks and um there was a there's an, uh, uh, one of the monks who teaches out of there he um he's an australian guy actually and he he said something that, that resonated with me that was you know when you've traveled for ages like you've um say you've done a 24-hour flight back from london you've had delays you've ended up having a route through dubai then you've ended up in sydney and you finally got to auckland and you get in your car and you drive home and you walk through the door and you put your bags down and that breath that you have that ah, mm. i've arrived if you try and bring that breath to every breath that you have that you've arrived this is the exact moment you need to be in. I've been trying to practice that wow. through my meditations and through even when you're doing the dishes, just, ah, I've arrived here. Mm. Just doing it. And actually consciously doing that breath, your body just throws everything away. And that thing of 
you've arrived. You have arrived at this moment and this trying to make, because the, uh, the fundamentals of Buddhism, really, like people say, it's all about suffering or whatever. The fundamental is trying to make this moment you have, whether it's standing in line, whether it's um, going for a bike ride, whether it's doing the dishes, whether it's bungee jumping, you're trying to bring the most magic you can out of that moment, mm. which means bringing the best self when you wake up in the morning. Or if you're angry, you're not angry. Just take a minute to figure out what anger is because people are too keen to say, I would just want to be happy. I don't want to be angry. I, you know, going saying I want to be happy is not helpful. Mm. Finding out what happiness means to you is helpful because mm. then you can, it's sort of along the principle, um, Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week, he, he wrote, he, he said that thing of everyone goes, when I retire, I'm going to sit on the beach and drink cocktails. Mm. What if you hate sitting on the beach drinking cocktails? <laughs> Just go and do it for two weeks right now yeah. and find out if that's actually what you want to do. Yeah. You might find it boring. Sand gives you a rash. You know, like the thing <laughs> is everyone has these things of going, find out now. And saying to you, what does happiness mean to you? What is, does anger mean to you? You are not an angry person. Events make you angry. I know I've, um, especially like I never actually, to be honest, discovered real anger until I had children. Full <laughs> 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 on, but like, because I've always been a pretty chilled out person. But if you had sleep deprivation, you had pressures, you had all this. Um, kids know how to tweak your tweak your buttons better than anyone else. Yeah, man. You you've got the guilt of you should be responsible for them. You need to be all this, all this, all this. So I was I've over the last few years just tried to figure out why. Mm. You know, I'm not an angry person, so why am I getting angry? Mm. And not they're not like a whack people thing. Just like getting to the edge of my temper because I'm not a physical person and. Then it's realizing, ah, that's making me angry. That type of behavior is making me angry. And then how can I address that type of behavior? Mm. How can I, why am I responding to that? Mm. And for me, it was I needed to respond, not react. I was reacting to things. Something happens and I'm, what are you doing over there? Mm. Rather than stopping and going, ah, that's happening that's frustrating me I just need to move away from that or I need to frame it differently so yeah it's about finding for me it's finding the emotion so figure out what you want sit down and figure out what happiness means to you if you're having negative emotions don't blame yourself it's not you it's the emotion you're not your emotions that's living up here again you know it's everything that that's upstairs rather than just sitting for me like anger was a tightness there so mm. I just really trying to sink into this tightness and try and explore it and when you try and explore it or lean into it it dissipates mm. which is sort of the opposite of what you want to do and you, you know that I, it's good to practice that when you're driving actually you know because that's often when you get cut off or whatever and yeah. <laughs> 
that's an immediate reaction rather than a response. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's things like that. And I think this is maybe a time for people to explore a bit more of that, eh? Yeah, bro. Like, Hard out. Because you're not, you're not in the office. You're yeah. not just dealing with really boring admin. You, you've got some time to explore feelings. You know, that's us. We're humans. We're animals. We're not robots. Mm. We're, we're us, and hopefully we can live a bit more. And it's pretty cool everyone rolling around in their little pack. <laughs> and but then but then to 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 say that I've got um my father passed away at the end of last year, and my mum she's she's been up she's she's isolated out um at Piha by the beach. It's a beautiful place to be, but. I'm very aware that it's a different buzz when you're by yourself. Yeah. I'm I'm now going, oh, I could actually do a bit of that, you know, by myself, you know, mm. so much more. But then I actually realised that all this commotion and human contact and that, that's probably what's keeping me sane. Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> so, so I've got to really be conscious to reach out to my mum. I've told her whenever, just ring or... You know, we'll chuck you up on a FaceTime on mm. the iPad on the bench and just watch what's going on. Yeah. Um, so please, if you're out there, reach out to someone who who might feel lonely. Even um, rather than sort of texting on threads and that, I've been getting more into sending voice yeah. messages back and forth with people and just hearing, like, I've got a mate who's up in Matakana and he's um, isolated by himself. And it's pretty awesome just flinging flinging voice messages back and forth. Hey, how good is it also when you're watching the news and even like CNN and that, seeing people with this set up? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. rather than like um, the news is such a, well, TV has such a fake veneer mm. of like, you've got to hide all that. You've got to, you know, that, that whole adage of I'm wearing togs, but I've got a sh- shirt and tie on. And I'm loving seeing people's dogs coming <laughs> yeah. in and kids popping in the background. That's life, man. Yeah. That's what we all are. Yeah. Everyone, oh, okay. hopefully this brings down this bizarre thing. We've got to put our suit and tie on and put this mm. image up to the world. Mm. Because then, are you your image or who are you? And this is where people fall away from realizing who they are. Yeah, I mean, I also wonder if it's given us a, you know, like we have our senses in life. When you meet someone, it kind of, we probably don't realize how important the handshake or the hongi or these things are. You're, It's a language too, right? It's it's an unspoken kind of whatever that is. Uh, but I don't reckon we've kind of had an excuse maybe up until now to to use digital correctly like we now can't see each other it's just you can't go see a mate you know and if you do everyone should rightly frown upon you because this is the thing it spreads between us so we now have an extra use for digital and i think it's a it's a it's a um it's become now more less than a right because you know you'd like internet or oh, people say you know, it's a human right but more like an extra sense like it's now a portal into something else because you, you're stuck at home you know you're basically isolated even if you're isolated with your little family but i can honestly say that i didn't really like doing digital podcasts because i'd if i can come and see you i'd opt for that it still had some value but now we have this extra sense which is like oh cool i get to portal into dies world for a for a couple you know for an hour or so and and that's 
good. It also helps the vocabulary around like tally. Now, now no one minds slightly being at the wrong camera angle because yeah. it's okay. Now, if the internet goes out, it doesn't say that the TV station is bad. It just means the internet connection dropped out. All good, you know, um, and they're not huge adjustments, but I guess for a rolling machine, you know, we talked a little bit about the protective layer that we all have, whether you're corporate or us, um, just let it down a little bit, you know, uh, if anything, the virus reminds you that you're vulnerable, even if you're Prince Charles, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's never been acknowledged before it was like they're the untouchables they're the ones the the golden chosen ones by history uh, speaking of the royals but even a royal can get corona and i think in our minds it's like okay i see we're, we're a bit more similar i i had a feeling something was coming you know and everyone was leaning towards it's just a virus for the elderly it's sort of like a boomer remover mm. um <laughs> that that is now being proved to be quite mm. the opposite mm. and i'm um, like especially once it moves weirdly into the west this is proving um more so how the east has it over the west diet wise like um because those pre pre-existing conditions that um it, it preys on like yes. diabetes and heart disease mm. that, that's happening in like a really young age bracket yes. in america whereas in the east that's like an older age bracket so and i use america because they um i suppose they they're the tip of the iceberg mm. although it's pretty tragic looking at um obesity and diabetes levels in new zealand even yeah and um, that those those people are vulnerable it's not age and i think where it was actually being masked that it's more about the pre-existing condition rather than the age. Mm. And you're seeing in Australia, if you look at the the age rates of the people who are getting it, it's young. It's young. I don't know whether that's because the elderly are sort of um, naturally maybe more self-isolated and use it, work in smaller groups and move in smaller groups, whereas if you're actually going out to the workplace, think of the amount of people you interact with and mm. like you were saying with handshakes and hongies i mean like um european and maori are both um were, were quite were very physical mm -hmm. um in terms of showing affection it's very much about hugging and you know very close mm. um and yeah it's it's i i think it's gonna affect everyone yeah man and um and and as you say it's so true like in a war the rich can hide in their bunkers but you can't hide from a you can't hide from a, a this virus that's so tiny. Interesting. Um, I've been actually researching the Czech Republic and how they went 100% masks for everyone, um, and not just surgical masks, like making masks out of t-shirts and stuff. And that still had this massive effect, and they completely brought down their um, really? rates because there was all this sort of, you know, everyone came out at the beginning going, "There's no point for masks and all that." sort of carry on but they actually um i suppose skewed that a bit wrong whereas they um what they were saying is don't everyone go and get the surgical masks because mm. those surgical masks are needed for healthcare professionals right but yeah, if you look up um i think it's masks for all czech republic some really interesting um statistics in that and uh, we're still so early in it so let's yeah, hope we bro. come out of this lockdown yeah happy people We've got a bit more knowledge on how we can fight this because, to be honest, there is the worry that 
we could just bubble in and out of lockdowns and you know which could tank the economy and we're seeing no matter how sort of left you are when you need an economy (laughs) of some sorts whether it's barter and trade whether Mm. whatever it is that um there's but there's going to be an outcome we can try our hardest for the best outcome but there will be there will be an outcome and and now i think try and trying to spend this time to really connect with your loved ones eh? yeah bro i 100% agree you know when you're talking i think of things like word vulnerability and i mean we kind of use it but but in this case i think it's it's maybe giving us permission to instead of saying you know be more healthy maybe it's be less vulnerable you know Uh, uh, you know stop being happy maybe just try not to be unhappy you know and it's funny because every now and then i realize those things where it's actually the opposite you know we think it's this way but it's actually a bit of that and then when you actually think about that you're like oh no that's ridiculous it is this way you know so you're just constantly going back and forward but i think it's the human story that we're just kind of peculiar and we're randomly random we're also different and i sp- i sometimes wonder like gosh we put ourselves under a lot of strain you know for for what and and i guess it is just because if i had to take one guess at it because everyone said you are the one chosen to guess why we do it i guess it would be like going back to the kind of virus and bacteria it is probably a really strong way to not wipe yourself out because we're all so different you couldn't control it you know if we were all the same i mean that's a fear of ours too right this conformity thing where you know why can't just everyone be on the left or why can't everyone be center it's like because we would all just lemmings you know we'd all walk off the edge because someone said it and we already see it as soon as the toilet paper you got to get toilet paper it's on running out and i talked to the lady at the store this morning she was like no no just we didn't have time to restock we had pallets but no one was looking up they were just looking at the shelves of no toilet paper and and there's plenty of like and I, i don't know i don't know why i laughed but it just feels like you know i sat there watching hmm do we need toilet paper? How much toilet paper we got? How warm's the water if we need to go for a swim? You know, <laughs> if we've got yeah. no toilet paper and all these things go around your mind. Well, now's a good time maybe to, I'm um, like, hopping back on the intuition buzz of think about, thinking, try to live in terms of what makes you feel good. You know, mm. like you can read about the ketogenic diet. You can read about being keto. I was keto for three months and I lost weight. Mm. I looked pretty good. It made me feel pretty shit. Um, that for me, that again was living in the top third, mm. top top little bit of my my body, rather than just going. Actually, shit, carbs make me feel pretty good. Mm. Um, I feel happy. I feel healthy. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I living for? You know, mm. what am I trying to get this? You know, a six pack of abs, like you're in some sort of Marvel movie. Is actually pretty unhealthy to maintain and live yep. like that, and that you're making a sole lifestyle choice to live like a disciplined, you know, military style eating and working out. You know, what what makes you feel good? What makes you sleep good? You know, people fall too much about the numbers on the scale rather than what makes you eat well. It's that mm. thing of trying to like um. There's a guy, James Smith, I think his name is. He's he's saying, 
you should have 20% of your calories from shit food. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you happy. And if you do that, you're actually less likely to binge on it because you go, so what, I'll smash a couple of Tim Tams every day. What <laughs> a, you know, like, it's do what makes you feel good. Binging on sugar, I did that yesterday. It didn't make me feel good. It affected mm. my sleep. I noticed I've been rocking for a couple of years one of those aura rings. Boom. Um, the, the, and um, sort of mainly for sleep, I've had sleep issues that have sort of been coming right on. Sugar really affects my sleep. So that's a real short-term gain of I feel great when it's actually going on my mouth, but then afterwards it doesn't make me feel mm. good. So it's sort of trying to, trying to just live for what makes you feel good. It's weird because I'm I'm carnivore dieting at the moment, and I say that gingerly because you know my vegan sister-in-law texts me regularly to say you know check your blood pressure and all these things and and how's that going? I honestly can tell you, and I don't know if, what's the what's the thing where they give you the pill, but it's not really the medicine, but you think it is placebo. I think there's a bit of placebo, but I reckon life is placebo anyway. Uh, but I can how it feels to me is that I have the right energy that I need to. Uh, I don't know, you know, I go deep on the podcast and there's a fellow, Sean Baker, and he talks about all these, he's been on Joe Rogan and all these things, and and he talks about, you know, feeding, our brains need a lot, and when you go on a reductionist diet, so he's not just all about the meat, he's like, when you cut most things out and you're on one thing, it like it opens the channel to different things so it's like oh, right, yeah, i can just yeah. get it from there and and what i'm feeling like is that you know you talked about the gut is that so i'm trying two things one is just that one meal a day and when i yeah. do eat it's this sizable portion of meat now i totally acknowledge that i'm the first to say that the way we mass farm sucks and and as soon as i can hunt i will if i'm going to continue this but at the same time i'm like if there was a time where you had to feed yourself properly um, yeah. because you everyone needs you to be healthy and immunity wise um, the feeling I get from it is that this would be the way to do it just how I am so 10 days in I thought I'll try for 30 days and we'll see I'll go get the blood tests and stuff how's the, but how's the one meal a day gone? honestly I, I really enjoy it but basically it's um you look forward to something you have to have something to look forward to so yeah i tried it for two weeks uh doing potatoes only because i wanted to try exactly the opposite to meat and that was really good for weight loss like i think i lost seven kg or something but there was nothing two to look forward just to eating potatoes. it just sucked in the evening because everyone's food was yeah. yum and and so at least now you, i can trick myself to say you know that's a nice piece of fat on this meat and um but it's a it's an ongoing thing that i will just you know have to work out uh, if the stats say look it's uh, it's unhealthy then i have to change and i think ultimately it's about balance but yeah we are creatures that sometimes struggle with balance you know and yeah, yeah, you talked about booze and uh, donuts and shit like that is for me so i'm happier to say just don't have it it's just not an option for you but here's Zero something is else the easiest number to remember yeah yeah and so now that snack drawer i don't even go near it but if anyone comes near my scotch fillets it's like get out yeah and of course everyone wants scotch fillet when you've got it you yeah. know it doesn't matter how many chippies yeah. are in there everyone's like oh what you cooking dad and i'm like yeah. oh, i wish i could say you know a piece of liver 
Hey, Doug, we'll wrap up here because I've got Dr. Paul Wood Absolutely. joining me next. I just want to thank you, man, for um, taking time. And, uh, you know, we have a digital relationship. I've only ever emailed you. And, you know, people think that this world is big and we see you on telly and people don't get it. But you re- you responded and not always because you're busy. But every now and then I'll test my luck. And today you gave me some time because we all have a bit more. But I appreciate exactly. you hanging out with us, brother. And I've, uh, I've always enjoyed our chats and um, look forward to the next one. Yeah, well, hopefully the world is still ticking along because we have the potential, right? That's also why we're feeling a bit happy because we know it could not just end on a happy story. So it, it I do add that in because I don't want everyone – well, I don't want myself to think, oh, cool, yeah. I just got to make it through a month. Like we're in this rock and roll game and we've got each other as we should. But it must be like being in the trenches of war. It's not guaranteed. And maybe no. that's what we talked about, you know. You can, if you trust your gut, it's still not guaranteed that you make it. No. But, we, but hey, if, if we don't, it's been a, um, it's been a swell ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we go out together. Cheers, Di. We'll end it there, bro. And uh, we'll you. catch up soon. So there you go, Di Henwood, uh, all the way from, um, looked like a bit of a man cave, I had a, a dartboard back there and and um, that was really nice, it was really nice to hang with Di Henwood and, and just talk and you know, I, I, I'm, it boggles my mind that I get to hang out with people like that and just, you know, I mean they're the ones we admire, right, they're, they're the ones that you look at and and they can hold it together in the big moments and, and it's probably no surprise that those are the people I've been seeking in these scary moments, so it's cool. Thank you, Di, for um, joining me on the podcast. Look, I just want to give a quick plug to my Patreon page. Um, if you kind of enjoy the content that I make and uh, find value in it, um, I kindly ask that you consider donating 10 bucks a month to to supporting me in this journey of podcasting. It is a labor of love. It is something I find uh, deeply meaningful and and I hope you do too so look what would ten dollars a month provide your old mate Will Fleming well if there's enough people doing that I'm able to carve out more time and and I can spend more time connecting and and maybe get to a stage where there's more podcasts coming out or or who knows right who knows but I know that I enjoy it and I know that the feeling I get when I think you get something out of it too is a win-win-win and I'm into win-wins so yeah uh, if you feel like you can you can do it and you want to you know support 10 bucks a month um, there's a link wherever you find me uh, to the patreon page and yeah okay just holding it there as I flip the camera around so whilst uh, editing up this episode with Di, we got our first Patreon. I want to thank Daniel, who is uh, a record first Patreon for Please Blow My Mind. Thank you, buddy. So big plug to Dragon Puppy Limited. It's a creative New Zealand company which proudly supports other positive creative initiatives, such as Please Blow My Mind. Woohoo! Let's wrap it up there. Thank you, everybody, for joining me on this episode, and we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>